Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Friday, October 30th, 2020. Another month down in the pandemic. Uh, Here's what's happening in Hollywood, the media biz, and social platforms, where Netflix rolls out a fundraising campaign in that they're raising prices, and uh, Morning Brew sells itself for a truckload of cold hard cash. Plus, of course, a look at the new things to watch this weekend in the FSS feed. And it's Friday, so time for a toast with my friends at Athletic Brewing. Over in the trailer house, I guess it's a comforting sign of progress that we already have a trailer for the first film shot in L.A. entirely after the COVID outbreak. Then again, the movie is about the 213th week of a pandemic lockdown in L.A. after the outbreak of something called COVID-23. So uh, the link is in the episode notes for anybody inclined for that. STX is behind that one. It's called Songbird, which will hit theaters uh, sometime or other. There wasn't a date on it. But elsewhere, Netflix gave us a trailer many people have been waiting for, or at least I'm told, uh, for The Crown Season 4. That one hits Netflix in a couple of weeks on November 15th, so check out the link in the episode notes for that one as well. And now, over to Hollywood. Where Netflix is making good on that promise to become HBO before HBO becomes Netflix. Well, at least price-wise, as uh, Netflix is now going to be $14 a month for its main HD subscription, as of, uh, well, two days from now. Existing subscribers will pay the rate within two months, depending upon your billing cycle. And if you're fancy, the top-tier plan is now $18 a month. And the changes will effectively be in place across the board in the U.S. by 2021. However, the standard package with one SD stream will still be 9 bucks a month for us single cheap people. Netflix last raised their prices two years ago, so figure by 2023, HBO Max and Netflix will cost the same. And just going to put this here, Britain's The Sun reports that Netflix has signed David Beckham and his family, uh, yes, including Victoria, for an upcoming docuseries, which Netflix is neither confirming or denying. And while we're at Netflix, Sandra Oh and Aquafina are going to play sisters in a movie. Eh, sure, why not? They're only 17 years apart in age. Uh, one's going to play a recluse and the other a train wreck who vows to fix their relationship by fulfilling her sister's dream to be a contestant on her favorite game show. I'll let you figure out who's playing whom. It'll be produced by Will Ferrell's Gloria Sanchez Productions, according to Deadline. And a small follow-up to those impending NBC Universal layoffs. Uh, in their earnings report yesterday, Comcast has set aside almost $500 million in their fourth quarter budget for severance-related costs. That's according to Deadline, so definitely more to come here in about a couple of weeks. The next show from Judge Judy Scheinland called Judy Justice is going to IMDb TV. Huh, did not see that coming. That's the Amazon-owned, ad-supported, free streaming service that goes with the movie and TV data website. Amazon Studios will produce 100 episodes of the show, which will debut next fall. The long-running Judge Judy show is ending in the spring, at the end of the syndicated TV season. Oscar-winning screenwriter John Ridley is going to write and direct a movie for Blumhouse, according to The Trades. It's based on an article about real-life paranormal uh, poltergeistian uh, events experienced by a kid in Jersey back in the 1960s. And finally, Broadway star Laura Benanti is joining the HBO Max reboot of Gossip Girl, according to Deadline. No word on her role, but uh, presumably it's not Gossip Girl. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. With a look at just how flush with cash big tech companies are during the pandemic. The founders of Morning Brew also now being flush with cash. And a look at your weekend entertainment options, plus today's pop quiz. Where it's now snowing in Westchester. Uh, sorry, I had the Today Show on here. Uh, anyway, it's Friday. We'll keep it simple. Uh, what year did Judge Judy come on the air? Hint, Bill Clinton was president. And the answer, after our Friday toast with our friends at Athletic Brewing. 
where the folks at Athletic have added a new beer for the weekend, which is a pumpkin porter. Not my thing personally, but if you're a pumpkin beer fan, uh, check it out. They also have plenty of their golden ale and IPA for sale. Two beers I can definitely stand by, and the pumpkin beer's name is Dark and Gordy, so uh, I can get behind that. Just go to athleticbrewing.com shop. As you know, you get free shipping when you order just two six-packs, and they ship to all 50 states. And I'm sure a non-alcoholic pumpkin beer would come in handy around a bunch of kids hopped up on sugar. So again, that's athleticbrewing.com shop. Go check it out today. And now the answer to today's pop quiz... Judge Judy debuted in 1996. Holy crap. Uh, That's when Judy was a spry 54 years old. According to IMDb, they've done over 7,100 episodes of the show. So I've only got about 7,000 podcasts to go to catch up. Nice. I'm coming for you, Judy. Now over to the media biz and social platforms. Where online publishing business and newsletter of the moment, Morning Brew, has been sold to Business Insider for $75 million cash. That's according to Axios, although no word if that cash was delivered in a leather-bound attache case. Business Insider, and the Insider brand overall, is owned by a German publisher, Axel Springer. The brew's two founders, each under 30 years old, will get most of the proceeds as they only did one round of friends and family fundraising back in 2017 to get the 750 k to get things moving. The guys will still be very much involved and have two seats on the board, and there's also some financial incentives to stay with the company. And it looks like it'll pretty much operate uh, business as usual as its own fiefdom inside uh, Insider, just as Insider kind of works independent within Axel Springer. Gotta love the German pragmatism. Morning Brew was on target for $20 million of revenue this year from their newsletter sponsorship revenue and podcast advertising money, and is expecting to hit $6 million worth of profit. And in more news about people with way more money than you, and a lot of numbers coming at you here, so uh, if you're not about that and uh, just want to get to the weekend, eh, fast forward about 90 seconds. But yesterday was the big, uh, big tech earnings report day. Really? Couldn't think of two different adjectives there? Anyway, uh, starting with Twitter, whose third quarter advertising revenue was up 15%. However, they only added 1 million new daily active users to hit 187 million worldwide. The company added 20 million in the second quarter. Over at Facebook, they made a modest $21.5 billion from July to September. That's up 22% from this time last year. So I guess they took quite a hit from that uh, ad boycott in July. 1.82 billion people now use Facebook every day, which is just 1.81 billion more than uh, the audience for this podcast. What? I'm rounding up. Then, after Google stopped laughing at Facebook's revenue, uh, they announced that their revenue from July to September was $46 billion. So yeah, paying national and local news publishers for their content would really be a heavy strain on their financial health. Really glad they're fighting against that. Uh, Anyway, they made $5 billion alone at their YouTube subsidiary. That's up from $3.8 billion in the third quarter last year. And their TV streaming package, YouTube TV, now has over 3 million subscribers, each paying $65 a month for essentially a cable TV package. But then Amazon came in and said, Google, hold my beer. And Facebook, uh, hold my fireball shot. They announced revenue of $96 billion in the three-month period from July to September. So yeah, they can probably afford that extra employee PPE. Their revenue grew 37% from this time last year. But as per usual, no helpful updates on Amazon Prime subscribers or usage and uh, nothing for Amazon Music as well. 
And finishing up at Apple, who was just as helpful on their earnings call, saying basically a jack shit about Apple TV+, Apple Music, or really anything besides talking about iPhones. Boring! And now here's the FSS feed, a look at the new entertainment options to enjoy in the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday ahead. No new movies in theaters, of course, but uh, any diehard fans of the 90s teen horror movie, The Craft, can now check out The Craft Legacy via a $20 PVOD rental from your home seance this weekend. It has an entirely new cast with uh, David Duchovny and Michelle Monaghan in the adult roles. Over on the streaming services, it's all about The Mandalorian Season 2 with, uh, well, Episode 1 hitting Disney Plus today. The rest of the episodes roll out on a weekly basis, which I'm sure makes all their subscribers happy. And this Season 2 debut also reminds us that we're almost at the one-year anniversary mark for Disney Plus, which launched on November 12th last year. Over at Netflix, they can't go a weekend without something new. So they're adding Season 4 of the food travel docuseries, Somebody Feed Phil. And over at Amazon Prime, they have the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, comedic conspiracy theory series, Truth Seekers, about uh, semi-professional, paranormal investigators. Amazon Prime is also putting their Stacey Abrams voting suppression documentary, All In, The Fight for Democracy, on their YouTube channel for free viewing today through Sunday only. And not to be outdone, Apple TV Plus is generously letting us non-subscriber mortals uh, stream the Charlie Brown Halloween special today and tomorrow for free in their app, but just for the two days and then uh, you gotta go. Over on the TV, there's a special episode of The Shop tonight on HBO as Barack Obama drops by to join LeBron James and his production partner and friend Maverick Carter for a chat tonight at 9 p.m. Tomorrow and Sunday, there's of course plenty of football, both college and pro, although not the University of Wisconsin as they canceled their game against Nebraska since 12 U of W players and their head coach all tested positive for COVID this week. But otherwise, all sports have now finally wrapped up their COVID delayed seasons with the exception of the Masters Golf Tournament. That one's now going to happen in Augusta in a couple of weeks. SNL has John Mulaney returning as host, which uh, I'm very excited about. With the music guest, The Strokes, Although we'll see if uh, Colin Jost is behind the update desk. He and Scarlett Johansson got married over the weekend, so congrats to you kids. But uh, then again, maybe a postponed honeymoon is a smarter move right now. And on Sunday, 60 Minutes has a new episode, but otherwise it's just football on NBC. And as it's Friday, my one ask of you, dear listener, is to share the podcast with a coworker or someone you do business with as a kind gesture toward this entirely free podcast. Or more professionally put, uh, please join my exclusive referral program. And I guarantee people will say things like, uh, where did you find this thing? But like in the good way. And also hit follow on the Instagram at the wake up pod, two P's in there. And even though Ariana Grande finally dropped her new album today, that one's called Positions, by the way, we'll get to that next week because today is all about Mr. Harry Styles for two reasons. One is a story from CNN this week that Harry's car broke down and then uh, some guy invited him into his friend's house for tea while Harry waited for, uh, well, whatever the equivalent of AAA is for rock stars. And it turns out the guy's friend's daughter is a Harry superfan. But in the worst case of luck since Jam Brady missed out on meeting Davy Jones, the daughter wasn't home. So Harry left her a lovely handwritten note and posted some photos of himself in her house, which under other circumstances would be creepy, but uh, as he also fed her fish, I think Harry gets a pass. 
And then Harry also put out a fifth music video this week from his latest album. This one's called Golden and just kind of sets some nice vibes for the weekend, especially since it's been raining in New York for about two days straight. Even if the music video is just basically Harry running in slow-mo down a street and then going swimming with no shirt on, but uh, I mean, by the fifth video, gotta think the budgets can't be that large. Anyway, have a great Halloween. I gotta go find a new costume now that my idea to go as Quibi turned out to be a poor choice. So enjoy your weekend, everybody. I'll see you on Monday. Golden.